So that's happening. Wait, I know what to do. Okay. One, two, three. Who cares? Are you on the side? Okay. Okay. Oh, you're on my side. Wait. Yeah, you're on my side. Now you're on your side? Okay, yeah, good. one, two, three. Here yeah, I two. am. Yeah, but that didn't work. All right. <laughs> Here we go. I'm ready to go. All right. This is We Talk Whenever Game. you're ready, go ahead I'm, and go. I'm ready. Okay. Go! All right. This is We Talk Games, recording. not Arcade Weekly. Yeah? It's not an arcade review show. No, when the hell are we going to do arcade games? I wish we'd go back. <laughs> it's Arcade Weekly. Game. We haven't done an arcade game. Well, one's coming up. Yeah. But you know what? It's popular. This is We Talk Games, What Wiggly Suggested this week. What you've been playing lately. It's one of these. Oh, okay. What you've been playing uh, lately. Last I'm week your we host. Did, I mean, this week. For, I mean, next week yeah. we do yeah. What You've Been Playing Lately. And this week we do What You've Been Playing Lately. And last week we did What You've Been Playing Lately. Now, Wiggly. Yes, sir. I'm your host, Kyle Von Kubik. <laughs> okay. And I'm joined along on the phone line with Wiggly of Trapdoor. Yeah. Hi, uh, Yeah, we're playing a game you suggested. I suggested it. You know why? Because you said that you had the PS thing. Yeah, the classic. The classic. After I bagged on it, I got it as a gift. Right. My brother picked it up for four quarters in a bag of Funyuns. Yeah. For my birthday. That's nice. I hacked it immediately. Yes, right. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even plug it into the television to see what the default settings were. Uh, Bleem, you know, Sync, and uh, Retro Arch were put on it immediately. I see. Started loading up with games. And uh, I gotta be honest, of the mini consoles, it got a lot of burn for a while. Did for you a few play Bleemcast? Bleemcast. Bleem, I got the Bleemcast for Tekken, and I got the. Uh, yeah, I don't okay. know if it was Tekken or Tekken Two. I got the Bleemcast for one other. They had to come out with a different Bleemcast for each game. If you don't know what Bleemcast is, you could look it up. Yeah. <laughs> right, you could look that up. I'm at the police precinct. Then phone number there is, you can look that up. That's a callback to the 1970s <laughs> Columbo, which you might have heard uh, happening. Yes, so what's happening today? Of Oh, that's right. So I said, I, so I was like, oh, I know there's this game where the controller does some freaky shit. And, mm. you know, I was thinking, I was thinking of the PlayStation 2. I was thinking of when you fight uh, the, the guy at the end of... Metal Gear. Oh, Metal Gear? Yeah. I'm such an idiot. <laughs> such an idiot. You know, he, like, turns your controls up. Because, we, yes. like, one you of the last switch things... switch controller ports. Right, yeah. Because one of the last yeah. things we played was uh, that Game Boy game. Up was Fortified down and zone. down was up and back was there and here was there. And you know right. what? That happens also. I, was, I just thought about it now. That also happens uh, one of the characters on one of my favorite games, Tetris Gaiden, for the Super mm. Famicom that everybody seems to forget about. And they only talk about Super Tetris, which was just right. b- pup. Same Tetris, it should have been called. Not Super Same Tetris. old Tetris. Yeah. You know, yeah. the, the Tetris for the, uh, was it with the DS? I think it was the DS. That was pretty good versus if you did it online against somebody, 
You know, if you okay. put in like their social security number and a hundred digit code, you could play against sure. people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. Nintendo, great, great for playing online. Well, this game does have inverted controls at points, but it's because of the shitty camera. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think some funky things happen. Yeah. But the PlayStation game, then I couldn't remember what it was. And speaking, I can't remember what you were as was. Here's a 1989. 1999. Boy, it just came late yeah. compared to other games where you don't know who you was. Mm. Galarians. Galarians. It's the age of Galarians. Oh, age I got another Galarians. song for it. Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. that? Uh, call the roll. Men in black. Call the oh. roll of oh. Galarians. What's she doing there? <laughs> she doesn't know who she is. Galarians. Superman here. Who she is? Who knows? Make people bleed. There they goes. Now I've run out of my juice and I'd go dead. Now I gotta yeah. start from the beginning. Shit. Galarians. Well, that's Galarians. Yes. We'll, we'll talk at you next week. Right. Yeah, uh, released in 1999 by Polygon Magic. Because, they're, you know, it's magical polygons going on there. You play yeah. this chick strapped to a table. <laughs> you don't know who you are. You play the most androgynous, angsty teen yes. that they could roll out of a hot topic in 1999. Right. I thought it was a female character. Uh, the, the dude's wearing a choker. He's wearing a choker. He looks hot. Then he starts <laughs> talking. And he sounds like the person from, uh, I wish I could tell you what the name of the show is, but it, it's on CBS All Access, and they premiered it after. Picard. How's that Picard? Ah, you know what? It was really good. Then the one episode was like, like shit, and then now that's really good. Mm. Again. So it was just one poop Star episode. Trek, Star Trek yeah, show I, that they did? I yeah. watched it, and I liked it. I was hoping they would continue that, but then when I heard that they got, uh, you know, uh, Picardo happening, yeah. number one is in it, too. He's a dog. I like that. He turned yeah. into a dog, and he wonders where he is and who he is and why he's a dog, and he is a sentient dog. No, that doesn't happen, but something surprising happened on the last episode. It was pretty cool. Okay. It was sort of like the appearance of Wolverine in Incredible Hulk 181, I'm going to say, at the end of it, mm -hmm. when they fight the Wendigo, and then 182, whatever it was. That's the one that the, the kids stole my copies of 181 and 182, or whatever numbers they were. First appearance of Wolverine, they're probably worth, you know, $16,000 now. He stole it because I, you know, I was trusting that. Dick. I went in to sell my yeah. comic book collection. I let the whole collection, I went in the other room, do shit that was important instead of looking at comic books. I had a few thousand. Motherfucker. He, he, he snuck them in his trousers. Probably, probably, yeah. 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 So here's a game, and I just want to mention that you wake up and you don't know who you are. And I just yeah, want to go amnesia, into amnesia, if you will. Yeah. I want to go into <laughs> some making mechanics of this, which uh, there's not a lot. But I think, like, how many Zeldas you wake up and not know? Who, who the fuck am I? Oh, I'm the hero. Oh, sure. Breath of Fires did it a couple times. That Chrono Trigger. Uh, uh -huh. When you, now, yeah, it's a trope. It's yeah, a it is. Trope. It is. But the funny thing is, is that when I'm trying to build the perfect retro uh, Raspberry Pi image, mm -hmm. it's a perfect version meaning almost all of the PC TurboGrafx Engine 16 CD-ROMs. That's pretty much gotcha. my perfect. Gotcha. But I, but well I, curated. Yeah, I have pretty many PSX games in there as well. Mm -hmm. It was funny because you know I put Galarians on there to play it. 
Three right. discs set, right? Two or three discs? Three. Three. So yeah, I, I got to imagine that's just because of all the cinematics in this game. There's a lot. And boy. Yeah. Are they bad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yay. It's like you're playing those cutscenes with the processing power of the iPad, except that yeah. you dropped your iPad many times on the beach sand. Like yeah. Got- and your relatives are doing the voiceovers. Oh, yeah. Watching. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. But it was just on that, that one page of the PSX games, there were like mm-hmm. two other games right next to Galarian's that had the same thing, uh, especially one, the game one from 1997. It, okay. Yeah, I didn't play it, but you could tell exactly what it is because the dude's got like a barcode on his neck, so you know, <laughs> you know, you know, he doesn't know who he is. Right. And the yes. other one, I can't forget. I, I can't recall. Wasn't what that it a was. show recently, like a couple years ago, where there was a woman who woke up naked with a bunch of tattoos? Yeah, on yeah, her? yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I watched that for Tattoo Girl. For what was that? It was called Tattoo Girl. Okay. Yeah, it was called uh, Jigsaw Puzzle Lady. Like okay, so she's gonna find out what all the tattoos mean. She's gonna stop the nuclear explosion or whatever. And yeah. then what are you gonna do? Well, right. now they found out that there were other tattoos underneath those tattoos. <laughs> and you needed a special light to see them. I'm they like, didn't okay. check the gooch. <laughs> oh no, they, I, I think they got around there. Boy, I all wish right. I could remember what it was. I think it's called Amnesia Girl. Yeah. With tattoos, I the show. You know, I watched it a little bit, and I was like, Ish, but Common it's kind trope. of... Hey, and speaking of Picard, so one lady yeah. in there that played her adopted mother is in the Picardo series, and I can't stop thinking about her being in that... I'll, I'll think of the name of it. it was, I think maybe it was called Flashback or something, because Flashback is another game, but that was 1992. You don't know who we are. Even Odd World, right? 1997, yeah, you're trying to figure out who the fuck I, you, you are. Up, right. Chrono Cross, 1997. Shadowrun, 1993. That's right. And even, even in the genre of the one game I don't like for the PlayStation, mm. or was it PlayStation? When did uh, Twisted Metal Black come out? Oh boy, that was, was that the PS2? PlayStation Three. It was right. I believe Black was three, right? Okay. Well, oh, it might have been two. Who yeah. the hell knows? But anyway, yeah. I know one of those dudes. He didn't know who he was. <laughs> <laughs> he's in a he's in a car game. You know, I'm a twisted me- twisted uh, yeah twisted metal. You know, I'm a Renegade Eight. Oh, jeez, what was it called? What is it called? Vigilante. 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 Yeah. I'm a fan of that. So. Twisted Metal know. Black came out in 2001 for the PlayStation 2, by the way. Okay, so... Don't so write your this letters. This is 1999. Yeah. Galarian's is late to this this type of movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> lots of movies do this, too. You know, yeah, lots of animes, so... Sure. So What I will say about it being a late PlayStation game... Yeah. ...is most people, I think, and maybe you're making mechanics as well, will look at this game and say, oh, Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it does have the horrible tank controls, but I got the 8-bit dough yeah, controller yeah. for my Raspberry Pi, because sure. you and I had discussed that the thing that my RetroPie came with, that horrible little piece of plastic, was out-and-out trash. Right. So I finally got a proper controller, and this game does support analog. So it helps out a little bit. It does you don't t- need analog to play it, no. but it helps. Because it's a PS1 controller, and we didn't start getting the analog controllers for the PS1 until the PS2 came out. <laughs> no. Yeah. no, but because PS1 it is a late-era game, think, right? it did have the support for it, because that's right. where, like, Ape Escape, I think, was the big thing to really push the dual shock controller. 
Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. To you know, teach people how to utilize. Why am I thinking it was bouncer? Controls. Why? Why was, am I thinking it was bouncer? Was bouncer for the PS One? Bouncer was that SquareSoft supposed to be a fighting game, sort of. But I think it had a choo-choo train on. I think it started with that, just like the Final Fantasy did. But it took like nine hours to load between anything. Let's see. Uh, Bouncer was a 2001 beat 'em up for the PlayStation 2. Oh, okay. Never I think mind you're then. thinking of the other one with um, Cloud as one of the fighters. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But that one, you you know who you are. Yes. What was that called? Banger Brothers. Uh, Bang Brothers. No, no, no. <laughs> I, we we all we always used to call it Energize back in the day. That's right. Like Air Guys. It was like. Airguys, because it was like Einhander, where the Japanese were making up their own German names. Right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah, Einhander is funny because we talked about that. That you actually mm-hmm. have That's two hands. Game. You have two hands in that, though, which was yes. funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of uh, some other things, because I don't think it's going to take very long to talk about this. You always bring up about the Saturn. When is someone going to sure. make a good Saturn emulator? Well, like yeah. I said, I, I've been trying now. to build this this Raspberry Pi perfect image but yeah. right now there's these other uh i guess you could say lateral to the emulation station where you can just put it on a flash drive stick that in an old pc or even an old mac and run a lot of different emulations now i flashed one of my drives and i flashed it from my mac but i didn't i didn't try it out and it runs on linux so you just boot up in linux and start uh-huh. playing the, this stuff well, that doesn't really matter, but what does matter is that uh, OpenMU on the Mac, I started putting some games on there because I had to play one game that was suggested for me to play on a Super Nintendo, which once again is oh, yeah. another what you've been playing lately. So right. uh, hopefully I do that in the future. So I was playing I'm through that. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I was playing through that, and I noticed that there was Saturn in one of the things on the side. OpenMU is one of the coolest fucking things that only, I think, is available yeah. for Mac. But it doesn't do MAME, so that's kind of sad, but it does all these other pretty cool gaming systems, and it does them very well. So I thought, okay, the Saturn, I'm going to put it in, it's going to be... Sure. One of the first things I downloaded was... Not Guardian Heroes. Guardian Heroes. Okay. Yeah, so you remember that one? You could jump into three, like, back levels, and it was 2D yes. on a 3D. Like, I first I downloaded Three Dirty Dwarves, and I didn't even bother starting it up. I bothered <laughs> with Guardian Heroes, and I'm going to try Panzer Dragoon to see mm, how the 3D works. Yeah. And I'm going to try Fighting Vipers as well. Right. So I did Guardian Heroes, and it played perfectly, like, not a music skip, not anything. Now, nice. th- I, there's no frame rate uh, gimmick on here that I... If it looks good to me, it looks good. And if the music doesn't right. skip, I'm good with it. Panzer Dragoon, I put in. And I just watched the, the gameplay itself because I didn't have my Saturn controller set up yet. Okay. Um, the Saturn USB controllers are pretty good. And the buttons are a little tall, I guess mm-hmm. is the word to say for it, and noisy. Uh, right. But they're not clicky. They're just noisy. But it worked perfectly. It worked just like the Saturn. Yeah, I was going to pick that up instead of the one I did pick up, but yeah. I went with this one because of the dual analog. This is an old school was... cheapy one that I bought. Uh, so, oh, no, I'm yeah. talking about a more current one. They have like a uh, translucent mm. like sm- uh, translucent smoke or something like that. Like I thought it looked real sharp and it had the different colored buttons. Okay. But it didn't have the dual analog, and I was like, well, I'm going to play more than just one console. So Right, right, right. Yeah. So 
I wanted to record Fighting Vipers for you because I thought the first stage had a, a, one part where it went, eh. all the other stages were fine. But I, what right. I did was I wanted to record this for you because I got the Japanese version of Fighting Vipers, of course, which came out in 96 uh, for the Sega Saturn. And I wanted to record it because I won the first round. Boop, boop. Okay. You can, you can even lose one of the two in the first rounds. I went against the roller skate girl. I won the mm-hmm. first round. The second round, I started losing. I got down to near losing everything. And then all of a sudden, Pepsi Man. <laughs> and I don't know if you remember, but the Japanese version had Pepsi Man would come in. As long as, you, as long as you won the first round without getting beat in the first yeah. round, but you didn't have to do it perfect. Just win by a, 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 a p- 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 hair. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, um, a Donald Trump's neck hair. Ooh. Did you ever see Donald Trump's neck? I, I try not Stinky to look at t- it. Stinky told yeah, me that seen it. he's yeah. like, I could try to imitate him. Hey, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't do a very good Stinky. I, uh, I really, the only thing I'm going to miss about Donald Trump is I really wanted to take a, take a crack at that. That pussy neck he's got. Oh no! Grab him by the neck. <laughs> oh, yeah, he boy. really has. He really does have one of those right down the middle. Shaved, shaved review. That's what Jeez. happens. So by one of those hairs, you could win. Yeah. But as long as you start, you know, you start playing a second round, you could even start knocking that person around. And yeah. I don't know if you remember, but that's the game where you can knock their armor off, and then the girls are just I like do, in their. I, I do know that. I just two yeah. tanks. I, I didn't know about Pepsi Man being in there. Yep, as you, you start cool. getting down to the bottom of your life, and then all of a sudden you hear the music, you see like feet running, and it takes yeah. forever for him to get there. And then <laughs> the Pepsi Man shows up, and then if you beat Pepsi Man, then you go against him, which is kind of odd. He's not there to rescue you. Yeah, because uh, that's what you think he's to the rescue, right. but he's not. And you know, everybody knows about Pepsi Man for the NES and all that shit. But this yeah, is sure, this sure. is really you know like 3D Pepsi Man, like he looked in the commercials because you know CG back then was well, maybe was PS2 level, but he looks pretty good in in Fighting Vipers. And then if you beat him, then you can choose Pepsi Man. I think I can't remember if you could play him through story mode. I just can't remember. But I got to him. I wanted to record it for you because it was so perfect. And mm. even the level where you're playing in the glass. The glass house where you get kicked out the glass uh, skyscraper. And then so uh, one of the wee wee hours of the morning, I put on my Saturn Bomberman uh, 1997. And I always thought it was called Bomberman S and it's not. But don't play Bomberman Battle, Bomberman Fight, something like that. Because that's the one where they first tried to take them isometric. But I played, so oh. I played Saturn Bomberman, but I got the, the EU version because I wanted to see if they kept it. The big thing about the Bomberman S is that Higgins is in it, Bonk is in it, Kabuki Clash guy, one kid from that, uh, some other obscure uh, Hudson Soft characters, as well as uh, White Bomberman and Black Bomberman. Now, when I brought mm-hmm. it to America, as far as what my memory is, it was just all different color, you know, violet. Bomberman yeah. and you know Fuchsia right, right. Bomberman and uh, like that, which I was so disappointed, and I th- I'm almost positive that's how it was. But I also had the S bomb tap, which was Bomberman's big face, and the S <laughs> S controller, which was 
just Bomberman in the middle with some Bomberman funky colors on the controller. And right. uh, you need a two turbo tap. You need a two turbo. T- you need a two S taps or Saturn taps or whatever the hell you want to call them, if you wanted to play the ten player. But ten player was widescreen. So if you played up to eight players, you could play it uh, full screen. So I did the eight, and then I remembered why. Okay, you don't want to play this eight player against the computer as one person, and it's not fun at all, because if one person wins around a three. Then you got to play another round, and then a different person wins. Now you, you you don't have any, so different people can win eight different times, sixteen different times, before wow. they win another time, and you might not win at all. And then if there's a tie, nobody wins, and you all get squashed on this big brick, <laughs> and you're like, "Fuck, it takes forever, <laughs> it takes forever." So you, uh, you thought risk was bad, yeah? But play some as a, man. yeah. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> you can play the story mode, which is which is fantastic. Uh, but as a three-player game, five-player game, six-player game, eight-player game, it's just so much fun. And just put it on two-time wins or something. Uh, but yeah, so I had a fun in the Wii U, too, too early into the morning playing. I also did a Chaos uh, Flying Squadron 2. And then I remembered... You know, I thought, you know, I got KO Flying Squadron for the Sega Saturn CD, uh, Sega CD, I'm sorry. And uh, I was like, you know, this game kind of sucks. It, it looks like it should be good. You know, Bunny Girl. And you had Vey back then. You had um, Popful Mail. Some really, really great Japanese games came to America. The Lunar and Lunar Silver Star. Yep. But yep. KO's Flying Squadron was not one of them because I don't even know why she's flying. She's not flying. She's walking around like a dope. And and for Saturn, I was like, oh, my God, why, how? Like, I would rather play Soccer Kid. Right. Okay, so that's my story about that. <laughs> so really cool. I'm very happy yeah. about that. But the, one, the, the things that run off of the, off the flash drive, off of an older computer, are supposed to be able to do your Wii games. And I saw really? them running, and they run pretty good. They run at 30 frames. Wow. You know, they don't run at 60, but your eyeballs are supposed to only be able to see 20 five and a half or something like that so 30 frames is is plenty good they run dreamcast and they run uh what you call we pretty well we well i'm glad and we you i think well i mean that's not much of a stretch from we right true i don't know how the saturn games run yet on it i I didn't try but i I was so impressed with the with like i said if you got a mac get that open mu because it's free it's open (laughs) source and uh nice little package sometimes you gotta Go to game database and, and drag an image of, of one of the game cases in yeah. there because it doesn't know what it is. Nice. But otherwise, good. Okay, Galarians, yeah. we're at, at the end of the show. Galarians, you yeah. wake up. You don't know who you are. You get up. You start walking around. It gives you a backstory, a little bit. of, of a, ch- a lot of backstory. A lot of backstory. You got to read a lot of it. Dep- but it gives, it's, yeah, that first room's telling you like, you know, everything you this touch. is what's going on, and right. this, these are some drugs that you should take, and right. this is what happens when you take those drugs. And, and you better you know, write it down, too. Oh, fuck, you better write because it down. So I went into this like any other game you and I would discuss, completely blind. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking at a YouTube video or a walkthrough or right. even a manual. I'm just going to boot the game up, boot up the ROM or the BIOS or whatever. And so I start playing it, and immediately I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to be doing in this game. <laughs> and the camera uh-huh. angles keeps changing, and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, so it has the pre-rendered backgrounds like Resident Evil. Barely um, pre-rendered. Yeah, like 
Final Fantasy VII, mm-hmm. your polygon on top of this cutting-edge technology, <laughs> <laughs> graphically created backdrop. Mm. And because of that, like those other games, like your Final Fantasy VII or your Resident Evil, there's times where you'll walk through a doorway and it will snap to the next scene and now forward is back. And then you'll walk back through the door that you just came in. And I did that numerous times. Why I throw my fucking controller against the wall. Oh, especially when, you know, there's a door right next to you when you walk into the other room. You don't know what you're doing. Not only that, I got used to the controls. The problem was it doesn't go straight down the things that you're you're heading straight down the corridors and you're trying to run because you're like, I want to get this game over with or get to the next important thing. So what happened with me is, absolutely, I, I did not look at anything. I didn't remember the game at all. Yeah. So I started just pressing buttons. You were you playing the in. whole game like, when is Psychomantis showing up? <laughs> exactly. Now you walk I in see in. that you like girls. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah. so once you walk around a room... And sometimes you get something. That's the one thing I hate about the game. And I'll start talking about this, even though it, okay. it's way out of order. You don't know where shit is. No. You no. go around uh, and just press the button all around the room. And you just be wasting your time. And uh, nothing's here. Nothing of interest I'm, here. I'm going to say something. And you, you might agree with it. Mm-hmm. So everybody says that this game is a survival horror game. Mm-hmm. I disagree maybe it's uh, a, for me a horror game for the person playing it yes absolutely and you see um, if you survive or bite a lead pipe and jump off the roof this is much more of like an atmospheric game like mist yeah 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 and yeah, i yeah. know that's yeah okay good i'm glad glad we're on the same page because it is more about just clicking around with your avatar on screen to find something so you can get to the next room where you're going to be just click. And it's like, just like a point and click adventure game where it's, you got to get pixel perfect with your cursor to find that key or that letter. This little boy, if he's not in front of the exact thing he's supposed, I mean, there is a concession with the game because it's all about telekinesis and psychic powers and abilities and things that we'll get to. I believe if you hit triangle, he can activate his telekinesis, which is a bit of a hit hint system for the game. But even with that hint, it will just show you like a picture of the room mm-hmm. where the MacGuffin you have to get is. Not where that MacGuffin is in that room. So right. it's like, okay, I'm in the room. I'm searching. Nope, nope. And you're literally just walking this little dude around the room, constantly examining everything. And you don't I know what it, you can touch. You know, right. you don't know what is high, what is low. And you need to get these pills. Oh, boy. Uh, you know, especially, you especially for your health. And to recharge some of your psychic powers and stuff like that. But let yeah, me tell uh, you what, what happened to me for about a half sure, hour sure. or two to 45 minutes. Yeah. Walk into the next room. All of a sudden, the doctor's there. You'd think he'd be happy to see me. You know, right. I, I mean, I think he made me. I don't know. <laughs> so he starts punching you. You're like, what the yeah. fuck? You don't have a punch. No, you don't. So, so there's all these. Oh, yeah, so that sucks. So there's all these other people come. So I hit the, the, the right trigger. And yeah. all of a sudden, and they you know, they're, they, their <laughs> blood starts spurting out of everything yes. in, in their bodies, and that's awesome. And they're dead on the floor, and you're like, "Yeah, right. I did it!" And then all of a sudden, you're limping around like at a snail's pace, and then you drop dead. <laughs> you <laughs> drop dead, and I have yeah. to start over now. 
I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck am I supposed to hit to use a power against them where I don't die? Right. The, so that took me con- so long. It, it took me, oh, I actually had a look online. Like I, I did not get, I, I like the, the scanners, David Cronenberg making people's head explode thing. Yeah. But then I was like, okay, why am I dying immediately? <laughs> oh, why am I like limping away? I can't run anymore. Right. <laughs> You're just slowly and walking even when you take and you the watch health. your health. So you yeah. take the health and your health goes back up. Still, You're still limping and then, you, you know, that runs out. You can't even get halfway down the next hallway and you fall over dead. This game has a very weird battle system. And unlike a survival horror or a stealth game like Metal Gear, which this game is not, mm-hmm. um, it wants you to engage in some of the combat. But like those other games, particularly with Resident Evil, you're constantly managing resources, mm-hmm. which is, for me, a drag. This isn't my type of game. I'm not a survival horror guy. I'm not a stealth guy. So, you know, Resident Evil and Metal Gear, not really my cup of tea. Wow. I respect them, but I'm just, that's not a game that I, I want to go back to. How right? about the NES Metal Gear? Well, that's fun. I think that's reasons. a complete, completely different story. Yeah, it is. And it plays a lot like Fortified Zone, which we enjoyed. So, but we for did. Galarian's Wait a minute, wait a minute. No, <laughs> we we enjoyed going back to it. We, you know what I enjoyed about it? Uh, yeah. The fact that I was almost finished with the game and I didn't even know it. <laughs> that, re- that really pissed me off. Yeah. So. so, Galarian's, you're constantly managing these pills. Certain pills will give you powers to use your psychic abilities to attack. Because, no, you don't have a punch or a kick or a gun or any sort of weapon. The enemies don't drop anything. You don't acquire experience to level up. You are the boy that wakes up on that slab is the boy at the se- the end of the game. Like, oh, it's a boy? Y- he is a boy, believe it or not. There is a girl inside his head. That's true. Uh, yeah. So you, you have this freak-out ability where, yes, you can kill everybody in the room, but if you don't get this certain pill called Del Mentor, yeah, yeah, something like that, y- your brain explodes, I guess, or is like attacking your own body. Yeah, you put your hand on your head and you limp. Right. So the, this heavy drug use headache. in this. Oh game. yeah. Some of your abilities are catching people on fire. Yeah, uh, which knocking is them back. That, that one's called red. You get pills. Okay. Red pills, and they give you the ability to. You know, blast fire at people. Yeah. Oh, the the battle mechanics. So this is why Wiggly and I couldn't figure it out. You have to charge your abilities mm-hmm. to use them. So you hit R one, and you'll see a little meter come up. And depending on what the ability is, it depends on how long it's going to take to charge this thing up. So you hold down R one, you see the meter fill, and then you hit X to initiate right. the attack. That's it. If you don't do that. And you're just hitting X, nothing's happening. So you just start fumbling around, hitting all the buttons, and that's when you go into super freakout mode. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, the <laughs> room goes wacky, and everybody goes yeah. ah, and they grab their head, and blood's spurting right. out of it, and they fall over. But you have to be in a pretty close proximity to them too. It's, yes. You know, yeah. uh, if you're in a room, yeah, you're okay. But if you're in a hallway, other cops can come down, and that's the problem with fighting the cops. With their billy clubs, you start charging, and they just billy club you, and you got to try to start charging, charging again. Charging again, yeah. But yeah. speaking of stealth, I was able to sneak in back of some people. You don't tippy-toe or anything, but I was able to avoid some some of the guards in some of the room, like when you start blowing holes in walls and shit like that mm-hmm. and, and going down and up and down and up and all around, and boy, you got to 
try to remember where the hell you were. I hate games. Like, I hate labyrinths. so much backtracking. Yeah. I hate labyrinths. One of the first things that I had a, a big problem with was figuring out the code to, to get that one, uh, I don't even know what the hell you got, hamburger or something? But, you know, you had to figure out a code. So I went in this room, and you remember all these toys flying around and yourself being in there, and they show you the numbers, and you go yeah. to that place to put in the numbers, and that's not all the numbers. So then you right. use your psychic powers, and it shows you where the numbers should be, and you go there, and it's missing one of the digits. <laughs> and it's like, fuck you. Why do you keep telling me where to find these numbers? And, and I can't put in the code. It goes, ah. So yep. that was a pain in the balls. This is what gave me notes of the Sierra point-and-click adventures mm. or the, the mist, where it's just extremely opaque, and you're just supposed to sit there. The problem being that you're going to die and repeat the same things over and over and over again. And for me, I'm just like, there's not enough here to make it interesting for me to keep yeah. going. But I will concede that for 1999, this game was put out by a smaller developer, put together with a shoestring budget. For 1999, on the PlayStation 1, it's not too far off from other games. I have to give it credit for doing something different than just doing another survival horror, or it's like, hey, it's instead of zombies, it's dinosaurs. Oh, and it's in space <laughs> this time. You know, like, mm -hmm. it, they did try something unique. Um, yeah. I just don't think it came together, particularly with this combat system. You fight bosses, too, so that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, I like the robot. fought the robot. You probably made mm -hmm. it to the robot. That's sort of in the beginning. You're like, I can't fucking beat this robot. But you have to take that other pill that really wigs you out. It puts you on the cocaine or something. What, what's the new <laughs> thing? Meth. Yeah, it meths up your normal abilities, and then you can whack out this robot. This place you're in... It's pretty big, and it has a lot of different areas. Uh, I like the setting. Yeah. Like, it's this cyberpunk, steampunk. I was getting Bioshock vibes from it because you're in True. these laboratory interiors, but it has a nautical submarine. Maybe it's um, submarine punk, if you will. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. But it's got the, that type of vibe about it. And, and it's I got men's like, rooms, right? It's got a men's room, a ladies' room? It's got a men's room. Yeah, yeah, yeah and you go in there and it's like nothing. Oh, well, actually, you look in the mirror and you're like, who the fuck am I? Yeah. Oh, well, that, and, was, and, really, that was really important to the story. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and the bathroom is one of the few places in the beginning stages that actually has music. <laughs> oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah, it's got this very, like, scary music, and it's because of that the build-up to that scene where you see uh, uh, yes. the main it's, character, Rion, looking in the mirror. Okay. Uh, otherwise, the, there's not any music, which I kind of appreciate that it's this atmospheric you hear the click clack of your your feet walking down these metal hallways mm -hmm. or you know somebody behind you following you it's creepy it's thriller-esque um so i appreciated those things yeah there's no jump scares like in resident evil but there's one jump scare that i didn't get to see it happens later on in the game and let oh. me tell you something i would have shat, shat my pants <laughs> <laughs> because i don't like the dog jumping through the window no. and all that other stuff i mean the the dog in um resident alone evil in the one. dark oh and scared dark. me oh and he was like three trapezoids <laughs> <laughs> started playing alone in the dark for the game boy advanced Oh, wow. Yeah, it did come out for that. I think that's what I played it was. that on a shareware disc from 
What was the the magazine? We had a uh, Power Mac back in the day, mm. in the early nineties, and there was some Mac, Mac World Mac magazine. World, Mac Attic. Uh, yeah. Oh, Mac Attic. Mac, that, that's Mac what it was. They, they would give you the shareware discs, and yeah. I got to play like I don't know the first fifteen minutes of that game off that shareware disc. And, and, that, and, and, that, and, that, and that and that was like one of the only places you ever got a Mac virus. It was from the, this one <laughs> Simpsons. They put a Simpsons game on there, and it and it gave people a virus. Did it? Yeah, it's like oh, the only. Like, yeah, there's only been a few viruses for Mac, and that was one of them. And I think it was a pretty bad one too. Was it called the Doe virus? <laughs> yeah, that's what you said. Like, Doe! It erased my entire hard drive. It almost made me have the ability to go online. <laughs> Did me TCP/IP. So what else? I mean, you got guards, you got the doctors, doctors yeah. trying to beat you. I mean, I don't, I don't understand these doctors trying to beat you up. I mean, they know what you could do. The What's wrong basic with story that I understand is that Rian's dad and Layla, I forget what the girl's name was, Lilia, Lillian, her father were working on an AI. The ghost girl, right? Ghost is she girl, a ghost yeah. girl in his head, or she? she but she's real. Yeah. she's oh, real. She's oh, she's like real. She's like communicates telepathically. You, you oh. find her later. Okay. Um, their fathers were working on this AI, and this AI Dorothy decided that she was better than just being a servant to humanity, mm. and that she was going to be um, God on Earth mm. and replace humanity with the Galarians. <laughs> Right. And so it's up to you to find girl. You're the key master. She's the gatekeeper, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, yeah. And make that happen to somehow stop Dorothy from releasing the Galarians. That's what I got out of the story. And the Galarians are... Uh, I guess they look like demons? people because just about everything that you go up against in this game looks like a person. I thought you picked this game out because later on there are uh, there are these guys that are dressed like the men in black. I'm not talking about the Will Smith movie. I'm talking about like, you know... The trapdoor men in black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, you know, government, secret government agents that show yeah, up yeah. in black trench coats and hats and, and glasses and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, they show up. They're, they're called rabbits. I don't know why, oh. but they're cool. They're called rabbits. Yeah, I have the Mario Rabbits game for the Switch. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. And you have to defeat them. I'm not even sure if they're Galarians. You hit them or with a squirt gun, I think. These, these monsters are Galarians. Um, yeah, there, there isn't much more to this game than that. It's really, it's just a very opaque game, both in controls and story um, and direction, where I think that what I've seen by watching the tapes now is if you're familiar with what you're supposed to do much like a point and click adventure like the indiana jones game where the monkey island games if you know what you're supposed to do you can complete this game in like two hours or three hours wow. or something like that wow. like the, the the game is very much about you repetitively trying again and again to figure out the puzzles but here's the thing mm-hmm. there's no save right <laughs> well right there was is it, was there a save Wait a minute. No, Maybe yeah, there's, there's a save. There's a save. Oh, but okay. the, save, the save points are very far between one another. Okay. Uh, okay. Which is why you and I... But if you don't find a save re- point right away, do you have to watch the intro again and all that other stuff? you got to watch those things all over again, too. Yeah, I, I that's what it was. To, yeah, now it now I remember where the save was, and, and uh, I think yeah. there's a map, right? 
You know? No, but it's very far into the laboratory when you first start out. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It would have been nice to, after that opening cinematic, and you read all that shit, and you get out of the main lab, you yeah. could just save in the next room. That so would be nice. you have to do that again. Yeah. No, you got to go, like, it's... I. I it took me, I think, ten or fifteen minutes to get to the first save point. Yeah, you got to go way stretch. down the hallway, and uh, but when you get to the first toilets, then you go down that hallway, I think, and I think that's where the save save joint is. Now I have, I'm not playing this on original hardware. You know, I'm playing this on the PlayStation Classic. So much like the Super Nintendo or the Nintendo Classics, you should just be able to hit select and down to do a save point. Mm-hmm. Not with that dumb fucking system. You have to hit reset. <laughs> oh, which means that you have to sense. get up out of your chair, oh. walk over to the console to hit reset mm. for yeah. So make sure if you're gonna play the way I did, you have like an eighty foot HDMI <laughs> cable so you can just sit the console on your lap. <laughs> That's funny. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think if you have the Primus strategy guide. I think you would enjoy it. If you don't mind looking at those old janky fucking polygon shit games that I cannot look at anymore. Yeah. And it's okay. It was hard for me, too. Yeah. Um, I played um, The Misadventures of Tron Bon. Never played it before. Whoa. Because I got this classic, dumping a bunch of ROM files, checking out games that I missed back mm-hmm. in the day. Mm-hmm. That game looks excellent. It's stylized. I couldn't believe it was on the PlayStation 1. Yeah. Granted, the, the cartoon aesthetic helps, but there's more money dumped into that game. So there are late-era PlayStation 1 games that look good. Mm-hmm. This one looks more like Resident Evil, the first one, which came out years prior, two or three years prior. Yeah. Yeah, probably three years prior. But I think there is an audience for this game. If you're into those type of games and you're cool with doing the resource management, this might be a curiosity for you to at least check out for a half hour, an hour, because it is so different. And this Uh, is the one where going through the menu items can take you a long time. Oh, boy. Yeah. And you don't see everything. You're like, where's my other thing? But you have to keep going to the right. And then there's more items. And you don't know that. Because it doesn't look that way. It doesn't look like there's more items on one line. So there's a couple different lines of items that I guess are related. But you might not know that they're there. But I tell you, the, the, the absolute worst part of this is not being able to see where something is. I mean, if there's a pill... Or uh, or like a, a bandage or something else, a hat mm-hmm. or whatever. You should be able to see the damn thing in the room. But- yeah, that's where Square was smart with how they handled their Final Fantasy games that came out for this hardware. Because mm-hmm. they did the pre-rendered backgrounds with the polygons. But the item was always a glimmer. Right, right. You know, it would yeah, keep little shimmering little to let something. you know, oh, there's something over there to check out. Or it was a physical polygon on the screen that you yeah. could go and pick up if it was something that was very apparent. Yeah. This game does not afford you that opportunity. No. And it's to its detriment because a lot of time is wasted just clicking around. For me, too, it was hard to go back to visually and control-wise. But I, I do. I like the... The scanners vibe or the fire starter vibe mm-hmm. or the carry vibe that I got from the game. I don't want to bag on it too much. It's just, it's not a game for me. As a concept, it's great. But unfortunately, the hardware just wasn't there. 
And you mentioned some good games that look good. And I got to tell you, like the role playing games where they use the sprites and then maybe a 3D background that spun around, those look great. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I sure. can't play the Final Fantasy VII. You know, I mean, at the time it was okay, yeah. even though it starts with a choo choo train. You know, it's just but hard now for it's, me it's to go. Five- a five polygon marionette walking across the, the screen. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. It's yeah. you know, it's just our eyes have gotten so much more sophisticated than trying to go to those rudimentary polygons. But the games where they use the spray and like Ark the Lad, Jesus, I love that. Mm-hmm. I don't even think that spun around. And plus, I think that was Sweekaden, Wild Arms. Those are another. Yeah, another yeah, good Wild example. Arms. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, those look pretty good. You know, some of the things you, you could tell. Okay, it's really showing its age. But sure, there are a lot of games. I think even like Loaded. I think Loaded mm-hmm. did well because most of the area was dark, and right. the only thing that that happened was those those. Uh, I can't remember what they they call those lighting effects in. Uh, in polygon games, but your gun would light things up, so you could hide a lot of stuff. And even right. like the Ridge Racer, you know, there's a lot of pop up. Well, good because it made the the regular stuff look okay. Sure, and especially sure. Ridge Racer R four, I think that looks uh, really nice for an original original title. I can say with confidence now, with like looking at these games with hindsight. While there was such a push in the mid-90s to early 2000s for 3D, 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 the developers had no idea how to actually create in the 3D space. They tried. Mm-hmm. Some were very successful, but many, many more weren't. I went back to Tobal and Tobal number 2, and I still like that. And, you know, they're garage shaded, and I thought they looked a lot sure. better than, than they actually did when I went back to it. So, you know, they're still they're still janky with their construction, but... That garage shading, instead of trying to put texture maps on things like they did in Tekken, that really helped. Plus, you know, the right. cool character designed by, uh, by what's-his-head. DBZ really guy. Toriyama. Exactly. I still can play that one. That one's tolerable for me. And probably probably if I tried, you know, I, I, I don't think I could do the Tekkens because that came out on the PS2, and I'd rather play it on air. Right. Get my prima right. I can go back guy. to Virtua Fighter, but we've t- we've had this discussion. Absolutely. There's yeah. another there's another reason because they didn't try to make it look like anything except polygons fighting one another. Yeah. And that looked good. Re- the shading on that looked good and, and everything because it looks like a bunch of polygons. Yeah. I, I because I was exploring all different games and one game I always wanted as a kid, even though now I know is shit, I had to play the Vampire Hunter D game. Okay. <laughs> And that is a very bad game, mostly because of the controls. Mm. Uh, visual 3D space is interesting when you're walking through it, but when you're trying to fight anything within that space, it's no surprise that Castlevania is much better as a 2D game than a 3D. Oh game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know what I went, I did uh, the Contras because remember I gave uh, our buddy there a compliment on, but see I didn't know did he do C or did he do Contra? Uh, missions or whatever it was called. There are two Contra games. You talking about Tom Hewlett? Tom Hewlett, yes. Okay. I can't he remember did. what Contra one he worked on. He worked on the one that was on the Wii, I believe, right? I thought he worked on the PlayStation one. Anyway, I don't remember. I played Fantastic yeah. Four again. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy, that's terrible. I love it. Yeah. It's terrible, yeah. but I love it. I don't care. It's one of my guilty pleasures. If you listen to that episode from 100 billion years ago. That we did our guilty pleasures game. 
Um, but I, I tried to play the concerts and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> so the one tries to stick to the regular Contra formula where even though you're running through like this 3D area, the things go overhead and the people are around you, shoot down at you. But you're running like sort of like on an arc. It's like on an arc with with okay. polygons and stuff. But like the first Contra or even Con- Contra, not hardcore, but the one for the uh, Super Nintendo. Uh, that one. The other Contra is an isometric uh, like two thirds overhead or three quarter overhead, where you could oh, be a I robot. Yeah, yeah. You could be a robot. Yeah. You could be all these other different things. Both of them are cool. It's just they're not even hard. Like the Contra games are hard. They're harder because you can't tell that you're supposed to go down an alley and get something because everything right. just looks so bad, and <laughs> and you just keep getting hit with things. Bullets are just everywhere. So definitely one that you need the game shark on that one. That's Galarian's. Right, well, I, I think that's it for Galarian's. Um, I don't see myself return to this anytime soon, other you know, other than maybe showing somebody. It and is an oddity. If you still have the saves, yeah, maybe. Maybe one day right. go back and try to see what comes next. Sure, if you're going to have the little mini console sit on your crotch and hit reset, <laughs> you know, or, every or, little bit of progress you do. This one plays <laughs> perfectly on a Raspberry Pi. The PlayStation games do pretty well. On there, the N64 is not so much. Yeah, but the N64s play good well on this. Uh, I wish I can remember. There's there's two different ones contenders for that. They can, if you want, just run off of a flash drive, and you don't have to do anything to your regular Windows uh, x86 machine or 64-bit machine or whatever. You don't you don't have to modify that at all. It runs just like when you run um, Ubuntu or any other type of uh, Linux system. You don't have to install it. You could just run it off the, the uh, flash drive. And with USB f- thumb drives at a more reasonable price than micro drives, you could get the 128s and the 256 and stuff like that. Or run it off of a, a small USB. You know, then you could get a terabyte for, what, 50 bucks or something. Then you don't have to touch your, your regular operating system when you want to watch your videos. Hello. Goodbye. If you're not on mute feeding your kid, then I can't hear you. I'm recording again after the mic issue. Okay, there ready? We go. Three, yep. two, two, one. One. Oh, that's perfect, you fucker. <laughs> uh, I'm going to put you back on uh, in the middle. <clears throat> oh, jeez. I'll, I'll get myself on that burp. Okay, that's good. Perfect. perfect. Sorry about Oops, that. Now you're on my same side. There you are. Okay. Heard everything you said. Okay, good. I was, I was I listening nicely. That. Okay, thank you. Yeah, man, emulation has come a long way from Nesticle. Nesticle? Is that what you You said? You remember Nesticle? Yeah, that's how I used to play Punch-Out on the uh, school computer. Man, when I I first played Bomberman 4 from Japan, I was Uh like, this is heaven. Yeah, sure. Heaven to me. I didn't even care. I was playing Nintendo games at lower frame rates on a keyboard. It was still magic to me. I can't remember the one for the Mac, but that's what I was playing. I was playing an OS 9 on on one of the Macs. Uh, Back when uh, I was working for Gravis, Kensington, Gravis uh, game pads, game joysticks, flight sticks, all that stuff. And, you know, of course, we had a lab set up with all different types of systems and OSs and you know, every now and then I'd hit, hit the back there with the Gravis gamepad and uh, play some Bomberman. Good times, good times. Good Glad times. I didn't have Glarians back then or I would have hated video games. 
Hey, if you had a good time listening to this program, do us a favor. Uh, go on whatever podcast aggregator is of your choice, whether it's iTunes or, or Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or TuneIn. Leave a rating, a review, some kind words. It really helps propagate the show. Also, another way you can support the program is by supporting Wiggly on Patreon. Uh, yeah. What is that? Patreon.com slash Bionic Wiggly? Uh, you can look Wiggly it up. Check. Wiggly Check. Wiggly, Wiggly check. check. That's what it is. Wiggly Check. Because that's so, my name, Check. Yeah, and also be sure to support all of our social media outlets. We're at at We Talk Games on Twitter, on Instagram, and then of course Facebook.com slash We Talk Games. Absolutely. I need to update that. But you could see all of our old arcade games by going to In the Can. You'd be surprised at what you find in there. How There's many games we've discussed? So many. Yeah, yeah. So many. We, yeah, yeah. yeah, great. One other thing about what people could do please tell two friends and ask yeah. your two friends to tell two friends. And by the time you're, everyone's done, within a week, we can stack those people to the moon and back. Yeah. I think that's how that works. I can't remember. I hate Wouldn't when people say that. Wiggly things. and I could finally retire off this program. Oh. So, so. Retire off this program? We don't make a dime. That's where we got to get to the point where we're making money so that we can retire from the other things and just it, solely focus on talking games. The reason that I, I mention this, and you know, we do go up each week, which is nice, but the reason I mention really about telling people is because right now in podcasting, it's so difficult to get new listeners because. Everybody that has a podcast is like Bill Maher and uh, sure, and people sure. that are on television. They're like, I'm on TV. Go to my podcast after you listen to this TV. And so flooded with some gaming podcasts that you're like, you didn't even play the fucking game. Oh, that's, uh, that's the worst. I'm not going to name names, but I've heard podcasts where they literally say, I don't know anything about I didn't play that. And I remember there was this one group of people that would do the same game that we did the, the following week. they do the I game do that we just that. did. Yes. Yeah. 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 And you know what they would say? I didn't play it. I don't really like these kind of games. Right. Let's do a retrospective on an entire catalog from a company and not know anything about any of the games. Right. But oh, now this Space is just Invaders. Who wants Space yeah. Invaders? Only the game that started America falling in love with the shooter, you idiot. <laughs> Fucking okay, maybe you were born in 1999, but that doesn't mean that you can't crack a book, hack <laughs> <laughs> them, or, or a ROM for that reason. You know, matter. You get... True. You're telling me you still can't find fun in Space Invaders? I don't know that new ticket redemption machine that Raw Thrills put out. That's pretty fun. Mm. I don't know if you played that. No. Uh, me and the boy, we sit down, and you know, it's a uh, two seats and these guns. And you shoot this gigantic screen. It's like a dot matrix display of Space Invaders. Oh. And uh, I was kicking ass at the Dave and Buster's and constantly getting the bonus and the high score and just raking in tickets because they would give you 500 tickets if you broke the high score. Mm -hmm. So I would like purposely get the high score and then stop uh -huh. because uh -huh. I didn't want to outdo myself. That's awesome. Yeah, well, <laughs> went there recently. They turned all that shit off. It doesn't uh -huh. give out tickets anymore. Uh, you, it broke it. you broke I, it. You broke it for yeah. them. Yeah. They're all out of spider but, uh, rings. Space Invaders Frenzy is a fun game. So, yeah, it, especially now you see the company Raw Thrills. Just about everything they're putting out is some sort of homage to 
Pac-Man, Space Invaders, Galaga for their ticket redemption. Oh, did you now. see the new people that came out with the virtual pinballs now? They're yes. like, like a third scale, like just like the one ups. one-ups. Arcade one-ups. Yeah. yeah, now they, they have uh, these little virtual pinballs that you could get with the licensed games. Uh, stuff that I've been doing for a long time. If you want to build your own cabinet, it's it's not easy unless you're right. very handy. I don't know how they look. I haven't I haven't checked it out, but from what my buddy told me, it's a pretty good lineup on a first release. I'm interested. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that's our show. That's a shit. Bye. Like Hope you like this. Bye bye. Check, check, check him. Get in, you're 